Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Tune Podcast. The goal of my show is to create valuable content to broaden your knowledge, inspire you, and get you in the right mindset so that you can apply it in your own life to drive impact, generate meaning, and achieve your purpose. My guest in this episode is Noah Rowland. Noah is a speaker, certified coach, author, blogger, disruptor, and coffee lover who brings more than 20 years of experience in human resources, change management, project management, and coaching. Noah encourages business leaders, executives, individuals, and teams to never settle on the norms so they can create the change they want. As part of her desire to do things differently, she found the Walking Mastermind a unique networking system that allows people to network outdoors. Noah's personal relocation experience resulted in a refreshing view of the world that invites you to open your mind and heart to see people and situations differently. This is what Noah calls Beyond Leadership, where your new way of being inspires and influences others. Noah is also the author of the book titled Beyond Leadership, From awardless to awardness, dare to be the leader you can be. You can find her book on Amazon. Hi, Noah. So good to see you. How are you doing? I'm here. I am doing great. I love your background, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You make me dream. So So actually... um, uh, I'm sitting in an Airbnb right now, um, oh. and I just recently moved from San Francisco to San Diego, so I'm currently in mm-hmm. San Diego at the moment, um, in the process of trying to find a place uh, and all that you know, fun stuff while you're moving. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the master of relocation, so we can chat about that. But just if people don't see it, you have a background that is a beach-like uh, design, so yeah. <laughs> really cool, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I guess the surfboard helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell us, um, tell my audience uh, a little bit about who you are. Who am I? That's the big question, right? Um, so if you hear me, you can hear I have an accent, right? So uh, a lot of times it's like, where is she from? So I'm originally <laughs> from, I'm originally from Israel, uh, but I live in the U.S. for 15 years. And uh, today, a lot probably of our conversation will be the before and after the relocation experience. So for me, since I was a little girl. I knew that I'm an influencer, that I'm the leader in the playground or whatever, not the bossy one, but just the one that when she opens her mouth and she speaks, uh, people follow her ideas. Um, So with that, in Israel, you serve in the army, I got my first training in how to coach leaders. It wasn't referred as coaching there, but that's Actually, what I did, I taught officers how to uh, lead their people, that their people trust them when they need to trust them, you know, if there is a a situation where uh, they have to fight or do whatever. Uh, So it was about the stance and executive presence and all that good stuff without calling that that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And after the army, really what I did was in the human resources and training development uh, that we share in common, right? And um, getting into those leadership roles and um, finding myself working in a wonderful um, consulting company doing change management consulting. Mm -hmm. And that was... um, very uncomfortable to say that about 20 and more (laughs) years ago (laughs) and it was a bit different than today Um, my focus was when companies brought technologies they invested a lot even today they invested millions of dollars in technologies that today don't cost the same but it was new and people were very were very concerned that when the technology comes they will go home. Mm. And 
my role from one side was to teach all the executives, um, really high level CEOs, SVPs, C-suite executives to work with each other to make that project works because it's so expensive, right? And there is all the politics and all the good stuff. And I was 20 and a bit. And on the other side, how you make sure that there is not so much noise with the fear of bringing that technology. So I learned a lot from that experience. And um, that's when my husband got um, an offer, a job offer or job opportunity to move with the company that he worked to New York City. Um, I just started a new job inside a company in human resources, was very excited to take the next step uh, in an executive role. And relocation relocation is exciting, but it was the worst and it's always like that, worst timing for me. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to go on the adventure and go for two years. And 15 years after, uh, I'm, I'm still in the US and uh, my little kids became vicious teenagers. Um, and that's, that's kind of like the beginning of the story in my life because from really feeling that things work for me and I can figure things out and I can see the career plan that I designed for myself and I kind of like knew my path. Um, Suddenly, I can't find myself. I'm trying to look for jobs. I'm trying to to do what I did in Israel and it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize then that I know today is that there was a little voice that was getting in my way. And that voice was telling me that my English is not good enough. Mm. And suddenly from that influencer that feels very comfortable to open open her mouth and talk to a group, group of people because she knows she can influence, suddenly that that forte became my hurdle, my barrier. Mm. Um, and... I got stuck. I got stuck for five years. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Um, but how did you break? How did you break that? Uh, when did you realize that you were stuck? And what tools did you use to break out of that that situation? So I think what happens to people like me, and I believe that. Um, some of us are doers and some of us are what I call beers, more focused on their emotions and their thoughts. And I, I was a natural doer. I always said that for my doing, people will see me and I will shine and I will move forward. But I couldn't even get myself into that, right? There was a, a job that I was working in a nonprofit, but it just, and I was the doer there again, but it was just not fulfilling. Uh, and that goes with right? The purpose. Uh, So there was no purpose and meaning really to what I was doing. And I felt very frustrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to your question, I did every mistake possible because I was focusing on actions only. Mm -hmm. And what what got in my way is actually the thoughts and the emotions that I didn't pay attention to. So I was taking the same actions that I took before And I got into that vicious cycle with myself because I didn't realize that the more actions I take in the same uh, way will not take me anywhere. Mm -hmm. I had to work on my mindset really, which I know today, then I didn't know that. Uh, And in that space, I got into a moment where I had kind of like a big fail. I tried to take a human resources certification Mm -hmm. uh, exam that you probably know about, and you need to sit and study for it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I failed once. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to take it Mm -hmm. again because I was on that doing, right? And and I took it again and I failed again. I was like, if you need, let's say 400, I was six points from getting that 400. So it was like a mean and... um, crucial moment for me right Mm -hmm. and I just left that building I called my husband and I said I surrender Mm -hmm. I surrender I I'm done with trying to have my past that I had in Israel and I'm just I'm gonna take some time off Mm -hmm. and if you ask me what shifted everything for me 
that was the moment. That was the moment when I stopped trying to control everything and thinking that by controlling with my actions, I will see new results. Mm. And, and that's where the shift started to happening for me. Wow, that's fascinating. It's almost yeah. like if you're chasing something, it, it almost seems like that thing or that person is it senses that, you know, either it's a, a sense of desperation or, um, or energy, it almost seems like a negative energy when you're chasing something. And when you yeah. let the universe take control and you just kind of sit back and just let the universe do its job, it seems like it works the opposite. That you know, you get the things you want by simply, you know, laying back and let the universe um, handle it. Of course, some of yeah. some parts of you know, navigating, guiding um, your actions, but it's almost as if like you're, when you want something so badly, it just doesn't work. At least it's been that way for me for, for um, you know, in terms of uh, getting the job that I want or, uh, you know, going on a date with someone uh, that I'm attracted to mm -hmm. or um, getting, uh, you know, an uh, a car or a belonging, you know, an item that I, that I really like. And yeah. it's like, it's just funny how the universe works, doesn't it? It, it is. And, you know, um, I think part of it is that we get so focused on that goal that we miss that there are so many other areas that we do have wins. We do have like small successes. Mm -hmm. And because we are so focused on that, just one I will call it one big thing, you know, like I want to have my business successful. I want to have this romantic life. I want to have a lot of money. You know, there are all those big things <laughs> that we miss in, right? So we miss that there are all those little wins, small wins that we have along the day. And today, um, really, um, you know, what I do is I coach people and I speak and I, and I wrote a book about the, the things that we're going to talk today. Um, and nothing would that, from that would have happened if I would not get to that point where I say I surrender. I would probably will still be that miserable woman that made everyone's life miserable because I was not able to see. And by the way, the pattern kept going in other areas. When I started my business, I was still was not able to see all the small wins. And my husband would say, hey, you chaired the conference, a leadership conference. That's a win. No, that's not a win because that's not the big money I supposed to get with my business. So there were a lot of other wins that I was blind to see because I was so focused on a big goal. And, and I think what happened, by the way, is really the universe gave me a sign of that that sent me uh, toward coaching. You want me to tell you how? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? About it too. <laughs> what happened, and I believe it happens to a lot of people right now with podcasting, is that then blogging was really huge. And for years, I wanted to write, and I put it aside. I was a mother, I was, you know, having my career. And in that, you know, space of surrender, um, I started to write. I started to write in my language, not in English, about being an Israeli mom in the US, just sharing my perspectives in a fun way. But what happened is that people started responded to me. And they responded to me, I believe so, because that was the first time that I allowed my, myself to process the emotions and the thoughts that were so closed for so many years. Mm -hmm. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was disappointed. I was even jealous of my husband. Mm -hmm. How come, you know, that woman that was so successful is suddenly can't bring results. And I was able to actually use humor to, to, to process my emotions. And people started responding to me and remind me that I am resourceful. And because they reached out to me, um, the, I, I started the website. And then that week, um, there was that week of when I launched that, that website, that um, a few women, Israeli women in the US saw my website and they read my blog and they called me different women, different states, 
and they said the same thing. Mm. How did you do that? We're so stuck with our lives. Can you coach us? Wow. And that was a moment for me where I said, I said, okay, maybe it's time for me to listen. I'm getting here a sign from the, un- I, I don't know <laughs> if I exactly had that kind of a conversation, but it was like, okay, you got a sign. And so I went and I learned what coaching is all about and, and decided to get trained and certified. And, and that's, I didn't coach those ladies, but mm. everything where I am today, um, about 11 years after is because of those women that called me at the same week. Wow. So, so exactly as you're saying, universe provides if you're willing to listen. And for a <laughs> long time, I didn't listen to anyone. Right. Those, those signs, whether big or small, we have to pay t- attention to it because they are assigned to our, our destiny, uh, to where we need to be. And to your point, <clears throat> we have to celebrate the wins, uh, both big and small, because if we don't, then we tend to miss the mark. The mark is, yeah. is the process. It's the journey to getting to our goal. When we receive our goal, when we achieve our goal, what's next? That's not fun. I mean, I think of all the things <laughs> that I've had in my life that I, when I achieved them, I wonder what's next and reflecting exactly. on my achievements, I wish I should have enjoyed the journey a bit more, appreciated those small wins a bit more and really have a sense of gratitude along the way. Otherwise, what's the whole point of chasing a goal? Is that correct? It's true. And actually, there is a great book about what you're talking about. Maybe you read it, Stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, I think, oh, Scott Sonnenschein. And he, he talks about it, about the idea. He says, how can you become more resourceful with what you have rather than being a chaser? And he gives examples of companies and people, a lot of different examples from parenting to whatever, of how um, chasing is actually getting in your way. Mm. And I totally agree with you. And actually, right now, in we, we are in this COVID-19 situation. And I challenged myself this year to let go of what's next. Mm-hmm. After years of what, what's next, really love where I am right now. And I took a kind of like slow down, be present with your family, be present with that, that we are healthy and um, just be rather than, rather than ask yourself what's next. And it's not easy. It's a huge challenge. It's a muscle I'm working on, but I actually love it. It doesn't mean that I don't have goals, okay? But it's not that what you say that what's next, that you're able to sit with what you're creating and enjoy that and relax for a moment. Mm-hmm. And um People like me, sometimes it's hard for us. And at least when I work with my clients, I try to say, hey, yes, maybe you didn't uh, reach that promotion yet as fast as you wanted, or you don't see the results with the money with your business as you wanted. But I hear a lot of other wins. So let me tell you what I hear. Uh, And that's where they slow down and get out of that, you know, cycle, vicious cycle with themselves that doesn't serve them. And it didn't serve me for sure. Right. Yeah, that's such an important point. So um, the the book, tell us more about the book. Um, what was the process like? What inspired you to really sit down and write a book? I know you had a passion in writing and, you know, um, you had a mind shift. Um, but what really, because writing a book is not easy. It's, it's, it's a lot of work <laughs> and you have to enjoy it, which sounds like you did. And, yeah. uh, and then of course you have to worry about, you know, who's going to publish it, you know, what company is going to, you know, going to work with you and how are you going to market the book? Um, tell us about the process and what has been, um, your experience, uh, with it. So the same way, like with the coaching, when I started, it, it was interesting. People heard my story and they said, oh, we are so funny or, and, and engaging. Where can we hear you speaking? And that's where, again, I had to work with my demons about the second language. Uh, joint Toastmasters, if people ask 
yeah. to get that. Um, so Toastmasters is a great organization for speaking. And then when you start speaking, so people come to you and say, so where is the book? Yeah. Uh, and I was toying with the idea, but when, you know, more and more people ask, so, uh, so I'm one of those writers that people asked and it seems like it's a pattern, right? We want you to coach us. We want you to speak. We, we want you to, uh, we want to see a book. <laughs> so it, it was just the right timing in my life. And uh, rather than the, 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 you know, the conversation before about, you know, the chasing, mm-hmm. I actually um, arrived to the book kind of like cooked, I should call it this way, not cooked with what I want to talk about in the book, but cooked with, it's not going to be a two weeks process and what's next. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was actually committing to give it at least two, three years of a journey. Mm. And I think that's what brought a lot of joy, not putting that um, I was serious about the process, but I realized that in the process of creating something like that, you need to bring a lot of love, a lot of passion, and Mm. there is a process. And when you write speeches, when you write blog posts, when you write, there is a lot that is happening here in your head. And if some people see the video uh, behind me, you can see in the background, a lot of post-its and sticky notes. So my way of thinking is I have a lot of different item in my, items in my head and I need to go on a run. I need to cook. I need to not work. I need to sit with a friend in a coffee shop. Not so much now, right now, but finding all those different ways, having a conversation with a client, speaking on stage. And suddenly, you know, from all those different conversations, the idea emerges. And my book is the kind of book that you don't just throw up all your system and you write it. My my book was, I think you call it an emerging book that you have an idea and now how you sit and write it. And I knew it will take me time because I had those ideas about the energies of the being and the doing. And I needed to see how I create a structure into the book. So I wrote a crappy draft as many people do. And uh, that's how you start. It's like really bad. And I actually started, you know, some of us process when the extroverts and kind of like in the middle, but for some people it's just writing it on the paper. And actually what I learned, um, I worked with my personal coach, not not a writing coach, and she would ask me questions about the process and we would record the conversations. Mm -hmm. And that was the draft for the book from the recordings. Mm. so so that's so that's how we started with the recordings for the book i i sat and and wrote the first draft and and then i just let the book sit aside and i said hey i want to add a research Mm -hmm. so i took some time to send surveys to um hundreds of people collect the research and just not writing and apparently it's amazing. A lot of people, if you listen to um, different writers, they will say, you write the book, you put it aside, you come back after a few months and you kind of like bake some ideas in your head right. and it will get better. So I came back with that research that I, I got information from people, made it better. So that was about a year of a process. And then I set for another year. And I wrote the book with an editor. I needed to have someone that will be my accountability partner. And my editor was great about that. And that was a back and forth and back and forth, (laughs) back and forth. And and in the middle, you you send the the crappy draft to beta readers. Mm -hmm. So that was my process. uh, And it was very, you know, open heart, organic way of doing it. Uh, in the end there was that kind of like I want it out and my decision was not to go with a publisher now some people believe they should go with a publisher some people don't I decided to self-publish and the reason was that I am a speaker and I do workshops so when I did the research it made more sense for me uh, to use the book this way, but other people have different wants and needs. And that's where you really need to go and do the research and find the right way for you. Mm -hmm. So I hope it helped to share the process. 
how yeah, I yeah. did it. It seems like there's multiple components to writing a book yeah. not just sitting down and writing. And, you know, it takes a while for folks. I actually have a guest on my show earlier um, that he's an author and it took him several years to publish a book. And yeah. it's one uh, multiple awards. And it's because he took some time to really um, think through how he wants to write this book and you know, how he was going to market it, who's going to publish it, and in how he was going to get the word out. And um, just so uh, proud of uh, authors such as uh, yourself who has the energy, the, the the passion, and the drive to really um, sit down and really write something that you're that that you're really interested in. Um, yeah, I also see like a book as a way to guide us to doing other activities that give us more fulfillment and purpose as what this yeah. podcast is about, uh, podcast, podcast. <laughs> uh, and um, so, so have you thought about um, the kinds of strategy that you're uh, using once um the book has been published or I, I'm assuming it's already been published. Is that correct? Yeah, it will, it was published. And actually my lounge uh, party was supposed to be uh, the week when they started the lockdown. And oh, that was no. <laughs> such a sad moment for me, but oh, okay. uh, I came so ready for this disappointment in a way right. uh, that I said, I'm not going to let it stop me. There were too many things in my life that stopped me, you know, with the relocation, with kids, um, mm -hmm. um, health issues in family. So, you know, when you go through those things and there are all those different hurdles, there is that right when when that will when i will you know figure that out then i will do and this time actually it was like nope i keep <laughs> going i i will right. not let that stop me with this book uh so that's something that if i can that's a tip i can give people if i can give people don't don't say when this pandemic over then i will do what i want no just do, do it. it now right yeah. take action don't wait for it you you're the essentially the star of your own movie and it's up to you to really guide um where your career wants you you know you to take and so essentially you're taking all the necessary actions without waiting and also running a business is you have to be flexible and you have to be agile and you also have to um really you know cope with the change, right? There's a piece of the change management, right? Whether mm -hmm. the, you know, at our workplace or in our personal lives and really be flexible and adapt to new situations. Um, I feel like a lot of businesses today fail because um, they, part of it is because they don't have uh, the, the muscle or the ability to adapt to new situations and change and so the fact that you're actually uh you know you had a plan that you were going to launch this book uh, in a certain way but because, due to the pandemic um uh is uh you know stop you from that process and now you, you think of innovative creative ways to to get your book out and, and one of them is through podcasting. And so uh, you right. already yeah. an entrepreneur. It's uh, it's great to hear that. Um, thank you so much and, for sharing that process. And I have to say, go ahead. Yeah. yeah and I, I have to say that, that I used to speak to, you know, I, 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 before the pandemic, I spoke to groups uh, in conferences, events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I, when this, pandemic started and you know there was a plan there were already bookings for my speaking and wow. I said podcasts I'm gonna <laughs> reach out to people and just do be a guest and talk about whatever not about my book I'm just gonna right. have with them conversations and I have to tell you that I realized that I enjoy the podcast conversations so much more than when I speak on stage because they are real and they are not planned as much as you need to plan when you start speaking to bigger groups mm -hmm. um and i just kind of like i you know it was a moment of pause mm -hmm. and saying hey this is 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 your ego wants the stage or is it something that you really enjoy doing and when i had those 
conversation after conversation with podcast hosts, which are brilliant people mm -hmm. and just having heart to heart, real conversations. I, I said, maybe there is something there with the ego I need to look at with the speaking, because this is true fun experience for me having all those podcast interviews so every time as we say when we kind of like release rather than kind of like maybe saying I'm gonna you know keep doing speaking on you know in conferences even though it even if it's virtual and kind of like doing that pivot to podcasting and realizing that you actually really love it mm -hmm. um so thank you. Thank you for giving me the, the stage uh, yeah. to just have a conversation with you, a real heart to heart conversation. <laughs> Meaningful conversations. And this, this is yeah, one of the reasons yeah. why I launched the podcast yeah. is to really connect with people, knowing that a lot of people are lonely and, you know, and uh, isolated because of uh, either shelter in place or, you know, um, it just gives pe an outlet for people to really connect and have those heart-to-heart -heart conversations whether it is about the personal yeah. or professional life and and to your point i mean you're already using a strategy in terms of um, marketing a book i mean you're on the podcast you're having these meaningful conversations not necessarily talking about your book although uh it's encouraged um but hmm. also a way to really connect with audience um, who are listening to this podcast and who are wanting to someday, you know, write a book and they may reach out to you because of this podcast say, hey, how did you write yeah. your book? And then maybe even buy your book. And so there's just <laughs> like a lot of moving places, um, a lot of um, elements to marketing a book or a product or what it is. Um, but it really does come down to, um, to those, uh, like you're saying, meaningful conversations and relationships. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about yeah. you mentioned about um, uh, being in the present moment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what gets you in the present moment? I mean, do you practice meditation? Do you um, stop and pause and reflect? Like, what are some of the 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 the, the skills or tools that you've incorporated into your life? That could that you could provide to my listeners to help them be more in tune with what's in their mind at the current situation. Yeah, so that that's a great question because uh, we get on autopilot, right? Uh, so so kind of like break it down for me. So <laughs> definitely, meditation is a great tool. I have to say that since the pandemic, I do it less. Uh, what I do do is I pray. I pray every morning, um, not religious praise, but actually more of a, I have a spiritual book that I, I pray. And for me, uh, it's, it's, I'm not praying for me, but I pray for people in the world, in my family and creating that connection, right? That bigger sense of connection and, and getting out of me, right? Because we have that tendency. Uh, so that's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like religiously, even though it's not religious, but religiously uh, I'm doing every morning. And the second thing is for me, nature, mm -hmm. um, especially because what I do is most of my my job and my role is life is giving. I, I listen to my clients uh, and there is definitely a different listening when you, it's kind of like right now when you are having this conversation with me, it's a different kind of listening than when you are in a business meeting. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you have to listen very well and be there 100% present, right? For your client. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of letting go of your thoughts about yourself and be with the other person. So for me, and then I have three kids, so, and a husband, and you know, we are together right now, everyone in the house. So there, there is all this giving. So for me, nature is a way to be alone and nurturing myself. Mm -hmm. I will run and running really helps me to work on my mental blocks mm -hmm. and also process my emotions and my thoughts. And, and I think, you know, um, talking about your podcast, mentioning people that feeling right now, social, uh, you know, uh, isolation. Mm -hmm. um, 
it really allows you when you listen to other people, why right, to be present with your thoughts and your emotions. So for me, um, listening to an audiobook while I'm walking or just being with my thoughts or music or listening to a podcast, um, being outdoors, the nature is a lifesaver for me. And it allows me to reflect, really slowing down. I think really fast. I, I move a lot of times very fast. So for me, nature, uh, they say that nature is seductive, right? All these beautiful colors and voices if we're willing to look. So uh, for me, it's about watching the leaves changing every day and looking at the same um, things that you see every day, the same tree, the same path, but it's changing. And am I willing to look at that change every day? Um, so, so that's where is mostly that mind, you know, mindfulness is really the, the doing of, of how to become present with our life. It's the yoga, it's the gardening, it's the walking, it's the, the meditation. There are all different ways of doing uh, to help us to become more present with our lives. So yeah. for me, those are like nature is really, an, and I'm paying attention. And sometimes I will invite my clients, you know, when they are very, very busy, I will say, just take me on your earphones and let's do a walk and talk. Mm -hmm. You will walk and we'll do the coaching while you're outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I, I truly believe in that. And uh, that's, that's what I practice. And I even took it a step forward to create a networking that is all outdoors when people walk and network in nature, because I believe there is nature is very important to us mentally. Um, right. So wow, that, that's what I practice. <laughs> yeah, I, I love uh, nature as well. Um, so when I uh, lived in San Francisco, um, as you know, um, north of California, there's all these uh, coastal areas and hiking trails. And right. um, there's this uh, area called the Marin Headlands. And I would take a walk. Um, I was there. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Just the um, amount of energy and, and just positivity um, that, that we receive just by being in the outdoors, um, walking yeah. and enjoying nature. And so, um, it really does give us a chance to really pause and reflect on our lives and where we want to go. So, um, as you know, this podcast is really about, um, you know, purpose and meaning. What's mm -hmm. your definition of purpose and meaning and how do you um, tap into it? So, for me, when I try to explain that to clients, I say that the purpose and meaning is really that North Star. It's your North Star that, that guides your way no matter where you go. And even though you define it, the, no, you know, there are so many different ways right now to define your life purpose. And I know many people play with that. Uh, yeah. And I try, my, I try to help my clients to find their life purpose. There is no right way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe it changes because you changes and how you look at things change. So for example, if I say I'm the leader, how I see leader when I'm 20 uh, or when I'm 30 or when I'm 50, that definition is changing. It's like success. What you see as success when you are 15 or 20 or 30 is many times different than when you are 50 or 60 or 70. So for me, it's that North Star, but there is, I also invite as in this conversation today, not to force that life purpose, but give that spaciousness to understand that even the definitions that you think you understand today, they might change. Mm. So that's how I define life purpose, uh, the North that's, Star. That's, that's fascinating. So a North Star is something that you look forward to, guides you to where you want to go. doesn't matter what life throws at you. And, and it's always there, right? It's there. It's, a, it's like a, this, this um, a light at the end of the tunnel, and you just keep going until you reach that light. And, um, you know, I there's just so many changes in the past uh, a couple of years in my life, I, I've you know, you know, was born, raised in the Midwest, lived in the Midwest all my life, and mm -hmm. um, took this bold move and moved to um, 
you know, to San Francisco, you know, which is a pretty big city uh, compared to Minneapolis. Right. And now <laughs> other, you know, moved to San Diego. And so, but I've always had my mind set on where I wanted to go. And so um, that's the beach. That's where I, you know, find my enjoyment, my, my enjoyment, my happiness. That's mm. where I'm most satisfied. That's my people, my culture, my, uh, my setting. And so um, when you're at a place or an environment that celebrates who you are, um, you're more of yourself. And we have to go to places that celebrate our, ourselves because mm-hmm. if we were to live in a place or be working in, in an environment that isn't aligned to who we are, then we're not in alignment. Our heart or, or our mind, our soul is not in alignment. And that's what we feel, you know, uh, you know, unbalanced. And so what's your advice to people when they feel in their lives with all these changes that's going on, that they're not in tune um, either with their purpose? Like how do they um, get themselves to be in line, you know, either, you know, with their heart and mind uh, in saint or um, finding their passion? Like how can people uh, tap into their passion? Um, do you have any insight on that? Yeah, so um, when I listen to you, first I have to say, you know, you talked about the light in the end of the tunnel. And for me, the North Star is always above me. So why that alignment that you're talking about, it's like, I can feel that that it's, it's aligned because it's above me and it's always there. No matter how messy I am, no matter how far I am from what I want, it's still there. And I believe now, you know, from my wisdom, I'm not that old, but from what I collected um, along the way, at least from the wisdom of where I am today, what I believe is that there will be times that you will be lost. Uh, And maybe you will not able to see the North Star because there are some clouds or maybe the trees hide. Like for me, I say I was lost in the woods of Brooklyn, New York City. So, and I loved Brooklyn, New York City. I love Brooklyn Bridge for me is like what you say about the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, So there will be times that we will not be able to see the North Star Mm -hmm. Um, and it's okay. And, and and that's, that's for me, it's rather than focusing on forcing, forcing the purpose to show up in every moment in my life to just know that it's there and it's going to show up in different ways, in different situations. And sometimes I will feel more close to my life purpose and there will be times that I will take a step away and that's okay too, because I believe a lot of the stuff that we do is energy. And I'm not going into a woo-woo stuff, but if you think about emotions, some people say emotions are energy in motion. Mm-hmm. We, are, we can't be happy all the time, even though it's what we want. Right, right now, we experience a few different emotions. We're happy, we're sad, we are angry, right. we're excited, right? So it's moving. We, we are moving, we're changing. And that's why I believe even with the purpose, there will be moments that will be closer to it and moments that will be a bit further away. Mm-hmm. What I believe today more and more is uh, what you said, that experience of being with the people that can remind you that you are resourceful. And there will be times like in your situation that you know, right? You know that the beach is your place. And right. there will be other times like for me where you are in a situation, if it's work, you know, I see that a lot with people changing roles mm-hmm. um, uh, or like when you suddenly move from working inside a company to starting your own business, that suddenly it's a new territory. And like in my, you know, in with my relocation, it's not the same country, not the same language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I understand the, the, the United States, but, you know, even when I moved from New York City to now North Carolina and I lived there for seven years, totally different United States, right? So there will be times that you know the territory and you know where to find your tribe. Mm-hmm. And there will be times that you will feel isolated or you will feel that you're not sure where where is your tribe. And right. that's where my invitation is to see who are the people that can remind you that you are resourceful. Uh, so 
if there are people here that are thinking about starting a podcast, I hope you will not be upset with me for saying that, but go and do that because you will be reminded by the people who listen to you or by your guests or by the conversation with your guests uh, that you are resourceful. For me, it happened with the blogging. That was not my intention. My intention was just to write, but it started a conversation with other people. So in moments of transition, we have tendency to isolate ourselves. It's what we do no matter what situation, negative or positive, it's just what we do in transition. So my biggest invitation is take yourself and find, start with one person. And then if there is something that you enjoy to do, like writing, singing, whatever, don't try to go for doing it the best, but just start. Um, I knew I was not the best writer but I just had that want to write. So if there is a want there, like writing, like podcasting, like starting a business, like selling stickers, uh, like sitting in a coffee shop and having a conversation with another person to just make them happier, um, start there because other people will remind you that you are resourceful and then you will remember your life purpose but it's hard when we have all these internal conversations with ourselves and I see so many people that exhaust themselves with those internal conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in so many different ways Mm -hmm. why can I solve it why I don't understand my problem why I can't see where is my pain why I can't do it why can I be this why 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 in so many different ways and we it's hard. It's just hard to do it alone. It's hard yeah. with the journaling. It's it's great to do journaling, but there is a moment where we need to realize that this alone is not serving us. <laughs> and I hope that one one person that listened to this podcast will listen to me and say, I'm I'm going out or I'm calling a friend or I am doing a Zoom something, Zumba, whatever. I'm just finding someone to go and connect with and start a conversation, no matter how. Then it will remind you that you're resourceful and it will bring you back. Right, yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, there are some people in this world that um, where they're in the situation, they just isolate themselves even more. And it's important that we have to get ourselves out um, as hard as it is, because that's actually good for us. Whether that is through meditation, hiking, uh, connecting with another person, um, either on the phone or, you know, taking a walk together, social distancing, wearing masks, or, um, you know, having just a quick phone call, say, hey, what's going on? I think that we need to have these, um, these connections, because that's what we're built for as humans is to connect with one another. And so it's so important that, um, you're sharing this message of, of, of um, encouraging people to, to connect with uh, one or two people in their lives as important yeah. that they can uh, relate to, understand, and share some of their struggles or what they're going through at the current state. Um, you know, I, I wanted to touch on some of your um, success habits. Um, you know, obviously you've, you've been successful with writing your book and uh, <laughs> with your career. Um, what are some of the top three, I'd say three success habits that you can share with my audience. Success habits. Um, Find a way to work on your mental blocks. So for me, it's running. Mm -hmm. Um, Running allowed me to see uh, that there was that specific spot where I always stopped. And learning that I would see in my head that I start creating excuses mm-hmm. why I should stop. So running, or I believe that through um, different workout activities, we can see where are our mental blocks in other areas in our life. Mm-hmm. I actually started um, inviting my youngest son who has some, I can see some patterns. Mm-hmm. I invited him to start running with me. And I slowed down to run with him that he can help himself work on some mental blocks. And I believe that when you learn where, in, where is the mental block and you teach yourself how you can have a 5K run, for example, you don't, I don't run long runs, but I run 5K, the two, three miles, mm-hmm. the half an hour, 
but it was so interesting for me it was don't put lines because when you put a line for yourself then you stop right mm -hmm. but then I, then i changed that exactly like what we talked today about forcing versus letting the universe I shifted my mindset and I said, I will run until I'm tired. And suddenly from not being able to complete the run, I, I was able to run easily. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how much we can learn from different workout, um, whatever it is that you like to do, but that can challenge you to see where are your mental block blocks and then learn from that. Um, how you show up with people, with your business, with your career, with the goals you're trying to create for yourself. So that's that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing which is hard, um, consistent. So maybe I will even take a step back and I will say something that maybe people heard before is the stacking, stacking of habits. Uh, I will take again the running. So I will always prepare for myself my clothes in the night before mm. so i will put my running clothes waiting for me and then in the morning when i wake up there is no runaway right there are no excuses so i know how my mechanism works and most of us know we just ignore it so i i call it awareness right there is creating awareness but we are in a wearless space so if you realize that and you know so for me it's the stacking it's i'm preparing for myself the the clothes in the night before and then when i wake up i cannot have excuses because it's there waiting for me right. so i'm really teaching myself how to work with me rather than against myself and if i talk about that so many times we try to do things like other people mm -hmm. and i uh, say that i encourage people to challenge the norms mm -hmm. so if everyone works from nine to five um, does it really works for us right now in the pandemic when we're in a new situation what do we need to change what do we need to look at and do differently and, and that's something that I, I truly challenge myself again and again. So for example, what worked for me before, the way I worked before doesn't work for me now. And I decided that I really enjoy pushing really hard for a few days and then I need to recharge. Mm -hmm. So I learned to give myself that permission. And if there are people who listen to me right now, I hope you will look, here is my tip to you. Look at your cycles. We have seasons, you know, women have cycle, everything has cycle in life. Mm -hmm. And the same way is the cycle of our energy as people who work. And even though uh, the industrial revolution created an average way of working for the average person, we're different people and we work in different ways. Mm -hmm. So my invitation to you is to really pay attention to what is your cycle. So for example, for me, I will push really hard for a few days and then I need to, to recover. Mm -hmm. Some people have a different rhythm. So start there, start by identifying it because I was, I was so hard on myself with, with um, working the same way as everyone else because, you know, you say everyone else do that this way. So how come I can't? And then you just sit in front of the computer and you don't see results. You just sit there because you say, oh, I'm supposed to sit and write my book, but I don't do that. Of course you don't because you worked for 10 days on that talk to that conference and you pushed really hard and now you need to recover for half a day a day so today i give myself that permission i know my cycle of how i work mm -hmm. and i work with me and not against me and then i give myself the permission to do it my way mm -hmm. yes you can do that even if you work in corporate america <laughs> I, really, I, I, I work with people from corporate America. It's possible to do. We just need to be smart about that and we need to pay attention. And then we don't walk with that guilt and exhaustion of why I'm not doing it like other people. Right. So three yeah. things you said, right? So yes, three things. I, I will stop here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I hope that my listeners will take away those three things and incorporate them into their own lives to really drive the kind of change that they want for for themselves, for the better, really. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, or who inspires you, and why? 
I, at first, my, my daughter, she, <laughs> she's 16 and she teaches me again and again, um, everything. So, um, uh, but you know, I, I'm going to put that aside because, uh, she's my daughter and it's her personal lives, but in a more of a, um, you know, known, uh, people, I really like Simon Zinek. I know many people know Simon yeah. and it's really relevant, right? To the why, to the purpose. Uh, that's how people know him. And if if you haven't heard about Simon Zinek, he has one of the most watched TED Talks of all times. And many people talk about the why that comes from him. But actually, I just think that he's such a thought, um, you know, he's just thought leader. He's provoking in the way if he, he talks about millennials. And uh, mm. now he has a new book, um, about I forgot the name of the book, but it, it really takes ideas and and reframe them in a new way uh, in this modern life. So I really enjoy listening to um, his videos and his ideas. So he's someone that I'm very inspired by because he thinks outside the box. Yeah, yeah. And, and I appreciate people that don't say this is how we need to do things because it's how everyone else and it kind of kind of like comes and say, is there a different way? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of the few people that inspires me to do my best work and definitely a very relevant person um, of this time to really uh, listen to his content and follow him on social media because what he speaks and what he says is very true and um, applicable to our own lives, uh, both from yeah. a personal and professional level for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the last things that they said that I think is very relevant um, is that, that some people say uh, my life purpose at work is not the same. My why or my life purpose at work is not the same as in my personal lives. And he had this video saying, no, it's <laughs> always the same. So that's, as I said, that that North Star um, life purpose, it's, it's for everything and everywhere. Uh, and that's where you see where you walk your talk with your values. Uh, so I really love that he kind of like pinpoints that point that it's like, it's not different. It, right. It's everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like an, uh, a, a statement that applies to everything that we do, no matter what lives uh, throw at us. And it's important that we sit down and really, you know, I wrote my my statement, you know, and I read to you the other day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's really an um, overall all encompasses uh, statement that really guides me to where I wanted to go. So um, I would highly suggest people to really um, write it down. And there's something about writing it down too that really sticks to your mind, just like how your post-it notes mm -hmm. in your bag, uh, yeah. background is doing. And I think that people need to take more advantage of writing things down so that they can actually, you know, it, it reminds them about it. And I'm, I'm going to give people a tip, you know, talking about um, yeah. connecting, right? So first, sometimes it's hard to do the life purpose on your own. Yeah. Uh, so, and it takes some time. You need to process it again and again. So reach out to another person, have a conversation about it. And the second thing I want to say is that Simon Sinek actually on his website, you can join, you can join his, uh, he has seminars, webinars, two, three hours of um, the why and right now he is kind of like pay as much as you want, oh, as wow. much as you can. Yeah, so it's yeah. a great opportunity for people um, right now if you really care about life purpose. So it's a great opportunity to pay as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, yeah, my uh, my folks will need to check that out. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of um, websites, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, so first, um, as if you need to connect and have a conversation, you feel a bit lonely or just want to keep the conversation from what you hear, you heard here. So um, all the social media, the same social media handle at Noah, N-O-A-R coach, Noah, N-O-A-R coach. So that's, that's on social media and my website, um, Noah Ronan 
coaching. And Noah is without an age because that's an Israeli woman. The Israeli guy is <laughs> Noah with an age, which in Hebrew we pronounce Noah. Wow. So you don't have the H in English. So we <laughs> add the age. So Noah is a girl's name. And actually I realized she was the first feminist, first one to Uh-oh. fight on social equality, but that's for another time. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know that until I moved to the US. That's when I learned that. So um, Noah, NOA, Ronan coaching, feel free to reach out and have a conversation. I would love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Noah. Um, and it's a beautiful name, by the way. I thank you. Love the sound <laughs> and thank you for sharing the history too. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I should. <laughs> but um, anyway, so thank you so much for your time. And folks, you know where to find Noah. Um, and um, please reference where you found her through the Purpose Tune Podcast at um, the Purpose Tune Podcast. Um, and I hope that um, you guys will find this uh, this content to be valuable. And uh, no, I wish you all the best uh, in your career and also stay safe um, and keep on marching. You're doing great work and you're that <laughs> truly inspires. So uh, keep it up. Thank you, Kong. I just want to say thank you and thank you for walking your purpose. Uh, I, I believe a lot of people gain Uh, from your podcast. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Thank you.